Ken Jorts are where, so actually this week goes to Nuki Zoo. And I've got a gentleman beside me now, and he'll tell you a little bit about Nuki Zoo. Good morning, sir, how are you? Good morning, my name's John Meek, I'm the curator of Nuki Zoo. Yeah, you've got, you've got a lot of animals down at Nuki Zoo. You've also got access for wheelchairs and disability and more fully vehicles as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're pretty much uh, wheelchair friendly down here. We've got uh, about 1,200 animals on site at the moment, about 1,250 I think it is. Um, but yeah, we're pretty much wheelchair friendly and, and we, we put quite a bit of facility in um, for disabled people so they can get to just about all the facilities. We, we put things like glass into walls so you can see into the enclosures without uh, having to stand up and look over them and things like that. So yeah, we've done as much as we can in that respect. You've also got um, lions in there as well and, and, and tigers? We haven't got tigers, we've got lions. We've got three lions at the moment, we've got two females and a male. Uh, they're just about three years old, so yeah, they're, they're pretty good as well. They come down from Longleat. Have they actually got lanes? They have. They're called, uh, the male is called Boss, mainly because his father was called Hugo. And uh, the females are called Samira and Amali. I believe you have got penguins there, didn't you? We have got penguins, South American penguins. Uh, and we've had those, we breed those regularly. We've had those here for many years now. So that's, uh, we, so, well, we've got a good variety of stuff. We've got zebras and wildebeest and all sorts of things as well. And as I said, about 1,250 animals. So there's a lot. You've also got, actually got a reptile, uh, a reptile site. I mean, people go into the reptile tank and you've got any sort of butterflies as well? We, we don't have a butterfly house, but we certainly have uh, a reptile house. Well, it's actually a tropical house that houses um, reptiles, amphibians and birds in there as well, as well as a few small mammals as well. So there is a big old sort of indoor tropical area as well. So, yeah, there's quite a bit of stuff here. Now, uh, what sort of other animals you've got in cat line or in monkey line? Well, we've got a lot of monkeys. We've got um, cat monkeys, we've got colobus, um, sorry, colobus, we've got uh, capuchins, we've got squirrel monkeys, le lots of lemurs, lots of marmots and tamarins, uh, but also we've got fishing cats, we've got lynx, we've also got fossas, which is uh, not a cat, but it's uh, a Madagascan animal. Have you, got, have you got any animals with long necks? Well, um, only birds, really. Uh, we, don't have, we don't have giraffe here. Uh, what sort of uh, birds have you got? Oh, well, we've got a, a lot. I think we've got something like about 136 different species of birds, so we've got we've got a huge amount, right the way from parrots down to very small birds, and cranes and ducks and all sorts of stuff. Are you actually joined up with Painting Zoo? We are. Painting Zoo uh, is part of the same group as us. We're all part of the Whitley Trust, which is Painting Zoo, Living Coast, and, uh, and Newton Zoo as well. So this somebody actually wants to adopt any um, animals down there. Have you adopted um, uh, eventually? We do, we do adoptions for the animals, and uh, the easiest way to, to deal with that is to contact the front office on our, our number, and uh, you'll be able to, to uh, speak to the girls down there and they can explain all that, but we certainly adopt all the animals. But it's not very expensive, and if anyone wants to do that, just go onto the website and uh, look up the number, and either email through or, or speak to the girls in the office, who are very helpful. Can the visitors actually watch you um, feed the animals at a certain time? We do uh, animal feeds right throughout the day, but that all goes out on the tannoy system, so you can actually hear that as you're walking around the zoo, and they'll tell you to go to the penguins, go to the lions, or uh, wherever, and that will um, uh, allow people to to get to the place and they always give five ten minutes before they do the talks and then the keepers will go out and feed them and the, and the uh, education team will actually talk about the animals while they're being fed and tell everybody about what's going on. You've got an opportunity to ask people if they've got any questions as well. And where do you actually get your animals from? Well the animals actually all come from other zoos. They're all captive bred, all of them are on breeding programs which is a conservation program so no animals ever come from the wild anymore. In fact we send animals back to the wild. Nuki Zoo along with Peyton Zoo and Living Coast is actually a conservation charity. I believe actually you're actually the biggest zoo in Cornwall, largest. We are the largest zoo in Cornwall, yeah, absolutely. The only ones with large cats. Are your largest actually from Dartmoor? Dartmoor or Dartmoor? Uh, is it larger than that? It depends on which way you look at it. I think acreage-wise they've probably got a larger site. 
more animals, but I mean, we, we work very closely with the very nice people up there. So, uh, in fact, all the zoos actually work very close together. We very rarely have any, any problems with that. So, we, you know, we deal regularly with Dartmoor Zoo and, and they're nice people. I mean, when actually in 19, right, 1970, 1972, you had the Plymouth Zoo, did something come down to Newquay? I have no idea. I, uh, that was before my time with, with zoos and stuff, so uh, I don't know. But I mean, the Plymouth Zoo, most of the animals from there now, that was a long time ago, won't still be around. But um, uh, I mean, when zoos close like that, certainly all the animals go off to other zoos. So, um, but, but what happened to those? Goodness only knows all that. That was a long time ago. I believe you've got signs actually, don't touch the animals and don't feed the animals, not necessarily necessary. Yeah, if you touch an animal, you like to get bitten, so that's, that'd be a daft thing to do anyway, but we do put signs up. And also, you know, there's a lot of strict diets. I mean, if, if we allowed everybody just to feed our animals, trust me, they would be five houses. <laughs> so, it's the same as anything else. If you sit there and eat all day long, you're going to get huge. So, uh, we don't allow people to feed the animals here because they're on a very strict diet. I mean, the, the actual uh, tigers, actually, or not tigers, the lions, actually, yeah. you've got there, actually, um, they must be pretty, getting pretty old. Do they come as young pup, young pup clubs no, or, or younger? Or, not now, they're quite young. All our, all our uh, lions at the moment are only three years old. They're, they're two sisters and a brother come down from Longley, and they're uh, they're just three years old. So the, the, the youngsters, the, we, we've had older lions here, but certainly the ones we've got at the moment are, are three youngsters, and they're, they're fantastic together. They get on very, very well. And they do actually breed? No, we don't breed lions. We breed a lot of animals here, but we don't breed lions. And the reason for that is if we bred lions, we would have lots more lions, and we have to be very cautious. If we produce lots of baby lions, then, you know, they've got to go to appropriate places. So we're very careful. And as I said, all the animals are on breeding programs, which basically means, you know, we don't have a choice about what we breed and where we breed them. That's done by the, the uh, breeding program coordinator. So uh, they will actually tell us what we need to breed and what we don't. Now, what sort of job do you do all day, actually? Do you actually look after the animals? Do you feed the animals? Or to do a degree, if you take the day alone, then uh, obviously these the, the interviews and things like that, I'm also doing legislation. I'm also doing, I've got a lot of emails. I've got animals been going out to Australia and just had one coming from the Czech Republic. This morning we had a flood in the Tapers, so we've had to go down and deal with that. And so all sorts of things, really. But basically my job is to be in charge of all the animals and all the keepers. When you bring a new animal to a zoo, do you keep it quiet away from the visitors at the major time until it's what it is. That very much depends on what it is. Certainly when we brought the lynx in from the Czech Republic, she was kept away from the visitors for about a week until she settled down, make sure she's eating, make sure she's looking well. And then at that point, uh, we'll slowly introduce her. But all these animals come from other zoos, so they're perfectly used to people. So, um, you know, they're, they're, there's not a problem with, with keeping them around people because they're, they're already used to it. So it, it, it's something that we just do, go very carefully with them. Then we tend not to make a decision until the animal's been here a while and we, we assess it from there. If the animal's comfortable, it'll ponder out with people. If it's not, we don't force it. So it's, um, it depends on what we bring in and why uh, and, and when. But things like lions and things are so robust, we just put them in there and they're, they're actually more than happy to be there. They don't like being shut away. They'd rather be out with the people. Is it easy actually to look after the zoo and look after the animals? Is it, is it very, or you've got to be trained in that sort of thing and not be scared of animals? Uh, we certainly haven't got to be scared of animals, but it's, uh, no, it's not easy. There's an awful lot of work involved. There's a lot of work goes on behind the scenes. That you, if you speak to anybody who's been here or been in 20 years, they'll tell you there's an awful lot of work. There's a lot of travelling around the world. There's a lot of uh, paperwork and uh, there's a lot of hard graft from the keepers who you know, have to muck out on a constant basis. So, yeah, no, it's not easy. And each individual animal requires something different. So you have to be an expert in everything from a frog to a wildebeest, basically. So it's a lot of research and a lot of work. Have you got these sort of the training to sort of vet, do you really? Or get a vet No, we, we have a trained vet. We, we let the vet do the vet's job and we do the management job because uh, they're, they're the experts. So we do actually have a trained vet and um, very good they are too.
Um, when people come to visit you, actually, at the main gate, there is a, there is a fee, but there's a membership fee they can pay, actually, all year round. Yes, yeah, you can become a member of the zoo, and that also gives you access to Payton Zoo and Living Coast as well. So, yeah, I mean, the easiest way to do that is, again, if you, if you either pop in or give the girls in the office a ring, and uh, they'll be able to explain all that. But there's certainly a, a membership fee if somebody wanted to come in regularly then uh, that, that would be a cheaper way of doing it. But yeah, certainly, I mean, all the money goes either back into the animals or it goes into, uh, to, you know, uh, conservation projects we've got all over the world. It, it all goes out to these, these, these places. That's what we do. We're I believe actually there's a lot of leaflets actually in TICs in Cornwall and Devon and all around the place. And also you can, they can contact, contact you if you're online on nukizoo.org.uk. Um, That's correct, yeah. Uh, if they're not online, actually, a lot of people say sometimes they're not online. Is there a contact number? Is there interest in for booking or schools or visiting people? Yep, 01637-873342 and that will get you through to the zoo and they'll be able to give you all the information from the office, uh, all the information on the um, adoptions and uh, things like that that you'll be able to get from them. I can give the information on the animals, the girls are better at me than in the office. If you have the information actually, like people want to learn to be a vet and on a voluntary basis, um, I work experience. Why are you looking for people like that? Well, the problem with that is we get an awful lot of people who want to do it. We are certainly working with the animals. It's very difficult, even with volunteers, because to be honest, we've got hundreds of people who are, who are lined up to do it. Everybody wants my job. Uh, it's uh, it's a very interesting job to have, and uh, it's certainly worth applying and talking to us about work experience and things like that. But it is, I've got to warn you, it's difficult to get in because we we've, we've got a lot of people that want to do it. But anybody who's really interested, by all means, contact us. Is there any, actually any birth of monkeys, like the, um, like the monkey sanctuary down near Loo, they actually had a baby um, monkey being born down there. Is there anything like that at all? Yeah, we have baby monkeys all the time. So, uh, you know, we've often got young animals around. Uh, we've got young zebra this year. So it happens all the time. I've got a lot of animals, so we've got a lot of animals being born. Particularly in the spring and stuff, it's less so this time of year, but uh, we, certainly have, we certainly have some late ones. We've got a baby panda for the first time ever this year. So, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting stuff. And do some of the animals actually go out in the wild after they or they stay with you? Well, we've actually sent animals back to Vietnam already two years ago. So yeah, I mean that's the that's the whole aim. I mean the whole aim is, is as Gerald Darrell says, is not to have a zoo at all. It's just purely to conserve the animals in the wild. Unfortunately, the world is not a perfect place, and therefore we need to do this. Um, but uh, if we didn't, wouldn't it be great? Well, thank you much for actually coming on the phone, actually, and speaking well. to me, actually. And keep up the good work of the conservation, actually, of all the animals. Take care and good because of all your staff down there. Thank you very much. Appreciate what, that. What would you like to say to people lying in hospital and online at the present time? Well, I hope everybody's feeling a little bit better. And if they ever get a chance to come out, come along and see the animals. And they, they always cheer you up. Animals always cheer you up. It's one of those things that if you've got a dog or a cat, there's nothing better to sit there and have companionship with it. But uh, I know how difficult it can be for people who are not feeling too good. So, uh... You're listening. You're listening to the award-winning Hospital Radio Plymouth. Hospital Radio Plymouth.